Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live, a podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live, a podcast. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. I think I have something here. With what? lip sync for your life sentence. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just if, like, you know, if RuPaul ever decided to go the way of Judge Judy. I mean, she should be the next Judge Judy, but that means she'd have to get off these 15 shows she's on. Yeah. The girl's always busy. Hmm. Yeah. Like phone it in every now and then, you know, Ru? Yeah. Who's Judge Judy moving to a different platform? I thought Judge Judy re- retired. She's retiring from Judge Judy, but she's going to go do the same thing. Kind of like, you know, how um, Heidi and Tim quit project runway and then went to go do um the same making thing on the, amazon making the cut is that yeah. theirs or okay i don't i didn't want to confuse it with next in fashion or you know yeah anyways yeah so i think judge judy is like oh, moving to amazon prime or no next in fashion is the one with tan france oh yeah so i think judge judy's moving to HBO Max or Play Door. Don't ask me how I'm doing. Where's my money? I think she's still gonna be judging, just less frequently than she is currently. You know, she's she's like a million years old. She's mm-hmm. like in her well. I, I think mean, she's actually in her seventies. Why don't we elect her to the Supreme Court? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, is she? I mean, I know she's actually a judge, but like, is she actually a judge? Yeah. She's 78 years old. Oh, well, you know, she'd be out soon anyway. Uh, RIP. Not yet. Don't RIP. What am I saying? Anyway, hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Homo's Modern Life, a podcast where... She ran out of my house and slammed the door, breaking the window. I was extremely upset, so I grabbed a rock. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Oh, and that's how it is. Yeah. That's the way it is. Cookie crumbles. I'm not going to finish the rest of that. I'd like 10 million people to hear that you've done something stupid. We're not going to get sued for it because who's going to know? Yeah, who's going to know? They're not going to know. <laughs> They're going to know. They're not going to know. Um, Speaking of no, Aang. What do you know? What do you know? What's what new? Know? Where have you been going? I had these plants last time we recorded, right? Yep. Okay. That's like the newest thing in my life. I'll be honest. This is why I hate August. I'm going to, I think I'm going to take, because the plants, I think at least two of them have kind of outgrown their pots. Yeah. That pothos, babe. So, that pothos is. Yeah. So I want to take two of them to like the nursery and. Well, you don't have to take them. I would love for somebody else to repot them for me. Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, I can do that. 
No. I just, you know. It's not that hard. Yeah, but like, and I also need to buy the right size pot. I just, I would really love to leave this in the hands of a professional. Uh, I think considering the fact that they're my dead grandmother's plants, that's I true. need desperately to keep them alive. You should also get some plant food for them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, somebody who is a plant professional is going to tell me exactly how to do all of that. And it's going to be a good, you know, a good day for them. They're going to feel really good about the work they're doing. Yeah. That they, we should have and actually, that's why I'm doing it is as a gift to the to a plant professional. Actually, yeah, if you're a plant professional, please yeah, reach out to us. Yeah. If you want to tackle that one. Yeah. Go right ahead. Plant professional is a good word, right? Um, I don't know what else you would call them. You know, not necessarily. Plant doctor. Not necessarily a botanist if you work at a, a plant nursery. No. Because I feel like that's. That would be like more plant of like an advanced diseases. degree sort of thing. Plant, yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe you are a botanist or a botuline. What do they call the, what do they call it in um, Harry Potter? Bitch, I don't know. Yeah, me either. I'm. I didn't. Uh, well, I read a good amount of Harry Potter. Uh huh. Um, and you fairly ret- recently. And you retain. I didn't retain. What do you mean, much. fairly recently? Um, when I was like twenty. There's no such thing as magic. Being and an adult, realized how much the movies were different, and I was like, the whole thing is, I was gonna like read the book, watch the movie, read the book, watch the movie, oh, oh. and then by the time I got to Goblet of Fire, I was like, this is so long, yeah. and. I'm just like over it. I might as well just watch a movie. Yeah. And like being an adult Co- trying to. Colin said herbology. Herbology taught by Professor Sprout. Really? Professor Sprout? Is that what we're going with? I mean. The originality, the creativity. I mean, Pokemon's not much better with those things. Yeah. Well. Sorry about that. Or Digimon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting into Harry Potter as an adult is hard. Yeah. I'll never. And nobody should do it. <laughs> I'll never be a Potter head. Um, Would I go on like a Harry Potter bar bar crawl and like dress up? Yeah. But you know what's interesting though? Hmm. You know what's interesting? What? For as much as I love the like witchy attitude of life. Yeah. I don't really like Harry Potter. I'm much more lean Sabrina, both both versions. Yeah. It's Um, just, it feels very... I mean, I can't really describe how it feels because I read like well, also, one and a half of the books. I didn't like I barely school. remember the movies. I didn't like school. So the idea that you would have to go to like learn all this and you can't just like point and click, rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does put it in a very scholastic setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know why it doesn't, you know, I like books with magic yeah, love and the fantasy movies. elements. I mean, well, I... I watch the movies and the spinoffs um you watch the second uh fantastic piece yeah I, the only name i was coming up with was where the wild things are uh <laughs> yes i am with johnny depp i think i've watched yeah all of the things is there a third one of those that's why i'm trying to think if there is a third one that's out that maybe i haven't seen oh man but i do believe i've seen the first and second one i couldn't tell you much of anything about it um but yeah, I'm sorry if you like you're a Harry Potter fan. You're listening to this. You're probably like screaming at us, like yeah. you stupid sluts. Not even. How can we be sluts if we're not Potterheads? What? Muggles. <laughs> I don't know. 
we can't be sluts if we're not Potterheads. Everybody out here getting fucked is absolutely just like coming for J.K. Rowling. I don't <laughs> just like. But we also don't like her anymore either. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, shove your wand up my porthole. Yeah. No, porthole's not even port a... Port key? I know yeah, it's a port key. That's true. Um, um, what was I going to say? Also, interestingly enough, someone who... I, I read a comment mm-hmm. that was like, um, it's interesting how we judge people's art away from like who they are as a person because like Harry Potter is one of those things that right. it is still celebrated even though like but on the other side like the baby I don't support either one of these people right we have like associated the art with it and well it is okay gone. it's hard you know there is a really good quote and I can't remember what it said but... well it really has to do with how much of a foothold they have on so- yeah. in society and JK Rowling with you know decades of books that are adored by people that inspired fan fictions and theme parks and stage plays and you know just endless amounts of like spin-off content it's really hard to like just dissect all of that out of society yeah i also think it's like like if trying to remove Harry Potter from society would be like trying to remove a like advanced form of cancer. Whereas like just canceling the baby is like getting rid of a mole. Well, I also feel like it, when it comes, it's, it's when kids are involved because it's harder to explain to a child as someone who was explained why I could not read Harry Potter because it was well, which devils evil. Yeah. And JK Rowling is a witch. I mean, we know she's a bitch, so it wasn't far off. Um, but yeah, I think it's harder to like, be like, oh, well you can't like this, like, because like, well, I mean, I think nowadays it would be pretty like, she's not coming out. There aren't new books. Like it's not a thing that's happening right now, except in the, well, in the sense that everybody is still like perpetuating it by participating in it, but it's not like, it's not the moment. No. Like it was. It's no Twilight. So like, yeah. In theory, we could just stop paying attention to it and it would die out. But that's not happening. Yeah. I remember, I remember people, I just remember it being so crazy. Because like, do you remember it? Harry Potter people are like, Harry Potter adults are just like one step below Disney adults in their dedication. You know, though, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I celebrate a fandom like that. You have something in your life that you just like are so happy about that brings you so much joy. I love that. Yeah. I wish I had it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I think Lady Gaga is probably the closest thing, but also like my my but like but I don't like I'm not connected to it in the same way that people like feel the joy of like having these things or having these things like themes of in their life or. Yeah. And like, again, with a musical artist, there's just only so far. Yeah. Like I have the vinyls. I have a couple t-shirts. That's it. And, you know, sure. She's in some movies or American horror story. And like, you can kind of go into that direction. I mean, have I watched everything? Have I listened to everything? Yes. There's never going to be. Oh, well, there's Dollywood. I was like, there's never going to be a Lady Gaga theme park, but you know. There's Dollywood. 
there's Dollywood, so there's always a chance. But I don't think Dollywood is so much as uh, in the same the same thing as like Harry Potter. As like, Harry Potter world, I don't, I don't, I don't feel so. like you're riding a roller coaster <laughs> out over Dolly's tits yeah. or something. Like I don't know Dollywood very well, but like it feels like it is just a theme park that Dolly Parton created versus yeah. like you know the story of the town tramp. Yeah. I don't know. So right, you're not riding through her different movies. Or yeah, like... but I mean, if someone could get us into Dollywood, I would go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like trying to figure out like, what I should do for vacation. Mm-hmm. And maybe Dollywood was the answer all along. Maybe Dollywood is the answer all along. But, but then again, maybe maybe so is a cruise. So is I mean, or I, something but, like if I wasn't like in this big move process all right now like if you wanted to hold off till november or like very late october but like there's no way that i can like do that and like take off work and move and this yeah i'm so jealous because all i really wanted to do is a cruise i just love them because they're so i love the idea of a like all-inclusive vacation like yeah just the fact that everything is taken care of for me, like that is that is the vacation. And it I, could be anywhere. And I do, I do love a solo vacation. Mm. I think that's the most relaxing way to do a vacation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering I if think that would be the most. I ever took was solo. I'm wondering if that would apply to a cruise as well. I know it would be very relaxing, but I'm sort of wondering if there would be the kind of like return on investment. My, my only fear in doing a cruise alone on a personal standpoint is I would feel the pressure to make connections with strangers. Right. Where when I went to New York by myself, I really could exist as a entity not having to really involve myself with anyone I didn't want to. Yeah. But like at a cruise, you're kind of grouped with the same amount of people through and through and through. Yeah. Especially like being alone, like everyone would be like, so like we you here by yourself and like, what's going on? Like, I know I'm worried about like, they're I'm worried, worried about, about you. I'm worried about who these cruise people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if I, if they could guarantee that I would meet at least one cool homosexual to hang out with. But well, that's why I'm like surprised that you're, uh, you're going the like relaxing cruise route rather than like the gay cruise route. There's but only so many of those a year. The gay cruise seems like that definitely is a hotbed and nothing is tracked yeah not relaxing um i'm sure there's like non-party gay cruises well like isn't there like a mr mr vacation or something uh yeah i mean there's um yeah there's companies like um they've uh god they've advertised on drag race before Mm -hmm. um like when they did Snatch Game at Sea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was like Vakaya or Jerry and someone. Jerry uh, and like, Sam's <laughs> high seas. Big gay, vacation. gay adventure. Yeah. Um, if that's not a company, we should start it. Jerry and Sam's big gay adventure. Big gay adventure. Yeah. Yeah. But neither of us are Jerry and Sam. Yeah. That's the secret. Oh. Could we make them animals? Yeah. Like, Although wildly... I'm worried if we pick like if we're gonna name him Jerry, we have to veer away from mouses, mice. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Tom and Jerry. I was thinking of like like two really contrasting animals, like an armadillo 
and like an orangutan. Oh. The orangutan would have to be Jerry. Because I don't know. <laughs> what was the other name? But Sam? Sam. Sam's the armadillo? Yeah. No, Sam would have to be like, um, um, <laughs> a toucan? Oh, wait. A no. jellyfish? Wait. Toucan Sam. Isn't that the. Yeah, there could be a toucan. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Sam, Sam could be like a, a rhinoceros. Oh. And then Jerry could be um, a, a camel. No, I think that exists. A kangaroo. Jerry? That's a joey. That's fine. Okay. I feel like it would be confusing. Yeah. But uh, now we're in the same continent for, or not really. We're, it's got to be. Con- man. We'll come up with it. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to take we're, a... We're going to workshop this. Quick break. And when we return, it's just us. So stick around. Oh, no. I love that look. That could be the face for one of our animals mm. with the little buck teeth. I'm, yeah, I'm sticking my teeth out. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, do you like moving? My body? No, like your nest. Um, you mean my thermostat? Um, like your abode. Uh, you mean like my security system? Oh, um, like your place where your things are. You mean my shelves <laughs> and drawers and closets? The place where your shelves and drawers and closets are. Oh, you mean my home? Yes. Oh, uh, no. No. Who does? I don't know. I think some people really enjoy moving. Well, you enjoy change. Do you enjoy moving? I am very... Listen, just because I want to live in a new place doesn't mean I want to move. Right, 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 right. (laughs) I enjoy the newness. I do enjoy the change. I don't necessarily like the process of moving what's worse packing or unpacking packing why because packing i not i i i am constantly like am i gonna need this in like three days since i packed it like mm-hmm. is it gonna affect my life in a negative way mm-hmm. <laughs> and is it going to be bad if if it is packed now am i gonna open the box and just mess up this tetris that i've created inside mm-hmm. the box this is the stuff I go through. When it's in the place, I basically, I, I feel like when I move in, I unpack everything within a day or two. Mm, everything. Yeah, I think so. I think when I moved into this place, like uh, at least final, like a lot of times, like I'll unpack as I move things in because I usually like to take like a couple of days to do it. Yeah. And I just bring over a little, put it where it belongs, take my little bins back save some trees just use my same plastic bins back and forth well that was part of the great experience of moving here is that i had like a month and a half to move yeah so i just slowly migrated things over yeah there were some like you know major holidays but yeah yeah uh yeah i mean packing takes so much i mean if you want to do it correctly to make unpacking as least painful as possible it does take a lot of foresight and thought and planning and, you know, you have to get boxes or containers. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot. 
But if you want to do it the way that I usually end up doing, like half of my moving is you just know you're going to throw a bunch of stuff in your car and drive it over and yeah, and take it out by hand. I mean, you don't put it in boxes. If if everything goes as planned, I will be moving half a block, and that will be what I'm doing. And that's part of the reason I got the new car I got, so I can fit more things in there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard for me to justify putting anything in a car, even. I'm just going to want to walk it over. Well, that's because you're that person. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like, why would I get in a car, put on a seatbelt, turn on the car? Like, there's so many steps to using a car. Because I can... And you could just, like, put it on a, a trolley and trolley it over. put it on a trolley. Although, there is one part of that sidewalk right outside your current apartment where there's like a big drop and that's just not going to work for the trolley. No. Um, also, I'm going from a first to a third floor walk up. I mean, you're saying this like it's a sure thing, but um, as me and your anxiety would like to remind you, you've not been approved. I've not been approved yet. <laughs> and it is, it is, this is the part that I hate. Do I still have over a month before I move out of my current apartment? Yes. Would I like things to be settled now? Absolutely. Then I could sleep at night. <laughs> and not wake up and check my email in the middle of the night like something's going to happen. Like someone else is up at 3 a.m. going, ooh, I'll approve him right now. Yeah. You know what may be a useful tool to help you with that? It's like a lot of the time when you have things just running around in your head, it helps to write down the thought. But I know the thought. And well, but then... Because part of the the reason it's running around and around in your head is because you need, you feel like you need to like hold on to this thought so that you can use it. But like, if you just put it on the paper and say, there it is over there, I can use it when I need it, but it's going to sit over there and it's not going to be in my head. I appreciate the idea behind that method. I don't think that's going to work for me. Because in the middle of the night is when I have no ADD medicine in my system anymore. Or, or you just write down like as, as part of a to-do list for the next day, when I wake up at 8 a.m., I will check my email to see if I've heard <laughs> from the apartment people. And then you know that you're going to do it then. And then if I and have- you don't have to do it before then. Sure. <laughs> just, I mean, you know, create concrete reminders that- you know, this isn't something you need to keep in your brain. You just it, put it down. Well, just set it over there. It's easier said than done. Put it right, right there on the shelf. Move it over there. Yeah, move it over there. Pack it in a box. Put, put it if, away for later. What if I just take one of the giant boxes I have and put that <laughs> task in the giant box? Right on the sticky note. Put it in the box. Put it in the middle of my living room. Yep. And now it now the thought exists in physical space. Yeah. And it's just as annoying to me in the physical space as it is in the mental space. But maybe. Also, like, let's be real. I can't put any more things on my desk. A sticky note? You don't have room for a sticky note? I shouldn't. Shouldn't have room for a sticky note? Mm. I used to you be shouldn't a, stick a note? I used to be a sticky note queen. Uh-huh. And I realized that I would just write things down and never do anything with them. Yeah, that's what they're for. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
to like absolutely my- i have i yeah sometimes i'll look at a sticky note that i wrote months ago and be like oh yeah i did that <laughs> and i didn't look at the sticky note to remind me somebody sent me an email that said do this thing and i was like oh yeah i was gonna do that thing well uh i don't know but back to moving yeah of the idea of being able to re-nest right like well and i, I mean you do that in a in your own yes space that you live in. but in a way i i as much as i love where i am living now no. um i didn't choose this space right like i had no say in like right. this is the place for me and i'll be honest i don't think i've ever had that it's always just been an offer from a a kind stranger from a friend or the roommate yeah or like you know i've i've lived with a friend the roommate found the place and then found me as a, a roommate after right. or you know um or you you know moved in with two people that you were in a romantic relationship with exactly um so like i'll be honest like this is probably the first apartment that i have chosen for myself based on how i visualized living in that apartment Mm -hmm. i feel like it is a studio Uh which as far as like tidiness i think will help yeah absolutely because like right now i feel like there's the problem i start there's too many places for things right exactly there's too too much space there's too much space, and you just expand into Mm -hmm. it exactly um so I like the idea of coming up with like the new concept of like how I will live in said space. Yeah. Um, and I'm feeling very um, minimalist now. True. I'm in my minimalist phase. Yeah. Um, I want very few things. Although I struggle to get rid of things. <laughs> so not that. So not min- <laughs> I want to be a minimalist. That's like, on, but I'm like on on the most recent episode of Drag Race, Snatch Game of Love. Uh, Latoya Jackson. I love sushi, but I hate rice and fish. Yeah, I want to be a minimalist, but I hate getting rid of things. I'm getting rid of so many things, though. Like I, the fact that's the thing that is a little overwhelming to me right now. The fact that I feel like I've gotten rid of so many things, like clothes um little knickknacks or whatever that i've donated i have a pile that i'm going to take to buffalo exchange so i can feel better about getting rid of these things mm-hmm. um because i always feel like if i try to sell it then like i'll justify it yeah um and i still feel like i have so many things no well, you do we all do i do my God, I look around this place and I'm like, oh, how do I, how did I fill three rooms with things? Like, right? Like, uh, so like some of them are like sentimental. Like I would like to keep them, but I would not like them displayed anywhere. Same. And I some of these too things- too much of that stuff. It's some all of these, in a box. Some of these things are massive. Oh, mine aren't typically massive. Well, and it's, as we know from this podcast, I have very few things from my childhood. Mm-hmm. One of which- is a huge vintage Coca-Cola mirror. Mm, yes. With a Gibson girl on it. And, you know, it will... A it, Gibson girl. Yeah, it's kind of like a Victorian girl. Very like Meet Me in St. Louis style. Okay. 
Um, and like, I love it. I want to hold on to it because like it was in my little like playroom growing up, but Mm -hmm. like a, it also kind of makes me feel childish B it does not go with anything. And like, see, I feel like I'm holding on to it for it eventually to go into like my child's bedroom. Cause like, that's where it would make sense. Cause it's kind of soft and like, whatever. And like, I don't know, but I'm like, I, what do I do with this? Like, it's great off a garage now, but like, I'm like, where, I guess I could like give it to my sister, but that feels like it's my obligation to keep, but she has a house. Big house. Yeah. But she's thinking of she's thinking of moving. Exactly. <gasps> moving. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, I'm like, this is what I thought. I was like, they they did all this, like, you know, I guess in, in some ways they weren't really living together. So this is a way to like live together. But like now all the kids flew the coop. So I think next one uh, out of five is gone next year. So now they have a house with like five bedrooms. Cause that's what you can get here in the suburbs of Texas for a reasonable price. Um, in the suburbs that again, too big, too many places, too many things to put things. Yeah. Um, and they've already converted one bedroom into an office. So I don't, I don't know where. Yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking today about, uh, if Unless I they were... give each dog a room, that would be interesting. <laughs> that it's a thought. Uh, yeah, if if I were to get a gym membership mm-hmm. and have then I would like probably want to convert my home gym into something. I think like you should do a little guest room. A little guest room. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, I, have to, I would have to buy like a, another bed. I would have to buy another bed. Or a little, I have a bed. I sleep in it. I know. Or like a little little trundle situation. Little Trundle, little Murphy. The Murphy, yeah. Little Murphy Trundle. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, what if I named the kid Murphy Trundle? That <laughs> sounds like a character out of Matilda. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Trundle is kind of short for trunchable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've always thought that that should be like your guest room office. Well, it's being used for greater things right now. Because I'm sure there's like time, like when you're like family doth come into town or like when someone who maybe like doesn't live here comes into town or like if someone moves farish away like I think of like one of our friends may be moving very soon and will still be coming back here frequently but like Mm. then they could just like sleep here well yeah um moving though moving do you think it's different for gay people <laughs> it's a well it's yeah, a gay well, podcast so i have to ask well i kind of do well i feel like because sometimes they have to move out when they're a teenager because their parents don't accept them Ooh. oh well bitch maybe this is where it starts from oh i think gay people <laughs> are more inclined to try to move themselves Unless, like, we've surpassed the, like, the amount of things where that is impossible. Agreed. Because that's just the way we've been, we've been done doing it. Yeah. And, like, I think that's my thing. It's like, why, well, I did have a traumatic experience with movers where literally when I tried to move to San Francisco and my stepmom paid for movers to kind of take everything because it was going to be mm. hauled across country, right? Like, 
also, A, I don't know why we couldn't have just like you hauled oh, it. Oh man, I don't know how I would handle a cross country. Oh move. my God, it was so traumatic. Um, but let's take a quick break and then I'll tell you about the trauma of moving cross country. Oh, okay. We'll be right back. So a cross country move is quite an experience especially if you're like hiring um hiring movers hiring movers okay i i actually <laughs> as a comp like so, if you're a company that's hiring so i now i remember why we didn't just like you haul it and drive it out is because i had no i had no place i was moving to mistake number one well then maybe this is where this anxiety comes that seems from. like an even bigger reason to not hire movers because well, where are they moving? That's to? what exactly. That's At least if the you thing run a U-Haul, they, you could extend was, your rental and just you know kind of drive it around the city for a few. Well, days. they took it and basically stored it, and they weren't going to actually make the move to California until um, I had like found a place to deliver. Oh. That was like part of the thing. Um, so I think we know the whole story. Like, try to move out there. Try to find a place. Couldn't make it work was promised more help from certain family members than uh was given um i was kind of like i personally feel like i was uh now that i know what gaslighting is i feel like i was (laughs) gaslit into this decision because it literally was like a tiny little thought where I was like, oh, it would be nice to live in San Francisco uh-huh. that I feel um, got just ballooned by this family member into like, I'll help you go out there. Like, you know, we'll go out there and find a place and whatever. And I think this is a great idea. This is what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Which like wild. I am 21 years old um, with an average below average job at the time. Like it's not like I'm going to go out there and, you know, be a nurse or something. I don't know. Um, You were going to go out there and be gay front desk. Yeah. Anywhere that needs a front desk. Yeah. That's I was literally front desk. Like, you know, um, so I moved out there with my friend and I feel like he was kind of gaslit in the same way. Um, and I think he was just like ready for a change too. So he was like, yeah, like, let's do it. And I was like, oh my God, like everything's just happening. And then before I know it, the movers are there just like wrapping everything up. Um, and so they took it and store it, moved, went out there, stayed in a hotel for like a month and then finally gave up, came back here to Dallas. And then like a couple of, like it took like two weeks for me to get my stuff back from this moving company Hmm. who charged me or not me per se, but charged (laughs) the same amount as if they had moved it to California. Wow. Which I think is rude. (laughs) Like you're not driving. Yeah. I literally saved you hours of driving so much driving like i don't know if they were if this was all in like a little shipping container and they were just gonna like put it on a train and the train was gonna take it over there maybe that's why because like that would 
cost mostly nothing at that point, you know, but like, I yeah, don't know how to just overhead at that. Point. Yeah. I don't know how trains work, you know? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they're on a track, they go. Um, yeah. I guess maybe there wasn't a variable cost. Yeah. Involved. So but like, you would think there was. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, hmm. so wild. And then everything came back on um, like basically damaged. Like, uh, I think we t- moved, um i want to say it was april so like by the time i got it back well actually no it was a while before i got it back because like i had lived with my sister so it wasn't until i actually was like in a room of my own or a place of my own that i got it back but like things are like melted broken destroyed like Uh fucked up and like i was like why i just like can't trust movers after that if i break it you know, I have that responsibility uh, in myself where like yeah. it's easier to digest. You know, you really can trust to move your stuff. Disaster recovery specialists. Bitch, bitch. Like they were like, oh, here's one bottle. Let's wrap it up, put it in a large box. Make sure it's like, safe. <laughs> you know, that that was one of the blessings of a crane hitting my apartment is the move was a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> I remember unpacking that for you. It's so much packing materials though. Like, oh yeah. Not great in the like not great in an environmental yeah. sense. But like sure. they they anything that they took they took anything that wasn't food. Yeah. Like yeah. When um uh, when that crane fell in my apartment, not on my unit specifically. So no. none of my stuff was damaged. And then they took very good care of it as the disaster recovery people packaged it all up moved it out to a warehouse and then i just had to pay to get somebody to go pick it up from the warehouse and bring it over but yeah just hired movers for that and then they moved everything inside so it was really just unpacking what was it plus like? living without stuff for two months that is true that was fun though that's when we had an empty apartment uh game of uh twister twister fourth of july i remember very i remember one lovely night where I just left you on the floor of your apartment when you were very drunk because there was no place to put you. Hmm. Um, yeah. Where the TV was, if you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to go. Uh, and they will. Um, but, but what honest, is it like? But honestly, easiest move in my life. Yeah. What is it like to move unexpectedly? Uh, you know, bad but good um <laughs> it, you know i like to think of myself as a person who uh does well in a crisis mm. and honestly i think i am too maybe this is like one of our secret core pillars of our friendship it was kind of just like you know okay apartment's destroyed Let's go. Let's go find a new place. Let's, yeah. You know, just like, I don't know. It was very matter of fact to me. Yeah. Um, that this had happened. Time to move on. I remember going to <laughs> Great American Hero with you. Hmm. I don't remember I don't if that remember was, that. I don't remember if that was the next day or that evening. Oh, yes. I do remember that now. Because I remember you were already talking to a locator. Yeah. Um, but you got put up in a nice little hotel. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. 
then I had to go grab all my like grab what I could in my five minutes to grab stuff out yeah. of my apartment. Talk about a game show. Yeah. Uh, supermarket sweep, baby. Oh yeah. my god, how did I mention that yeah, in my supermarket sweep audition? Are we allowed to say that we auditioned for that? I mean, I mean, it's out there. We did it. Keep an eye out. We did. We and we, and we haven't heard back. And filming supposedly starts in one week. So yeah. So who knows? <laughs> if if we're gonna be on it, mm-hmm. uh, if we suddenly go dark they've on done a social poor media, job preparing yeah. us. Yeah. If we go dark, it isn't fucking Drag Race. <laughs> A fucking episode of one one episode of a game show. I don't know. I don't know. Could be <laughs> the tournament. Tournament style. Oh wow. For a season two. Super Mario Sweet Tournament of Champions. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was it was the different kind of move. Easy in the actual physical moving of things since. Is that the only time you've ever had like movers movers? Yeah um you know probably more difficult emotionally than most other moves um yeah all all in all not a terrible experience in retrospect (laughs) yeah you got a bigger apartment too which is nice got a bigger apartment would not would not have survived quarantine without that bigger apartment no so good thing that happened um yeah Got some yeah. time off work, sort of. Can you imagine? I kind of just got to tell work to fuck off during yeah. that period of time. I was like, I mean, it's I, not short-term disability, have, but it's short-term disability. I have to leave to go find a new place to live. Yeah. Goodbye. I, <laughs> like, I know it's quarter end and we're supposed to be filing and blah, blah, blah. But like, you're going to have to find somebody else to take care of that because I need a home. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Like, I I have nothing to wear to the office. Yeah, like, like literally. <laughs> I don't have things. Like, there's, I will show up in uh, jeans. What Jean-Claude. I ran out of the house in that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. I know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Like, what did you, I don't remember what, oh, I know I, I gave I, you a few shirts. No, I mean, I grabbed your clothes. Clean. Yeah. Going out shirts. That was most of what I grabbed when I went in was clothes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. I'm like, every they're time rebuilding I, that building. Now. I know that's so crazy. Should if I you move didn't, back in? No, but like, what about that bitch who died? Well, go ghost. It's kind of rude to call her a bitch. Well, she's dead. Tyler. I mean, like, you can be a cool bitch okay. and be a dead ghost. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I didn't call her something else. Um, <laughs> but like, I would just, I that that literally like. I why I can't why I just you can't move into a trauma filled location. Um, this is this goes the, back to my like when I was my theory of energy and like that building is and always will be surrounded in negative energy because mm-hmm. of that. The when, best thing they could do was be level it and rebuild it. When I was a Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, the summer between my senior year and my grad year, they built a new business school building. Very nice building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they finished it right before school started my graduate year. And uh, right before they finished construction on the building, a uh, man died in an elevator, one of the elevator shafts. Like... The elevator just like shut it down. Fell on him. Shut it down. Shut everything down. 
this was not a fact that was, I don't think anybody knew when they came back to school because it happened over the summer. I knew because I was working there over the summer. But yeah, people didn't, uh, I don't think people knew somebody died there. My, um, my theater teacher, because I don't, I, I think everyone knows this, but like if it is truly believed that a house is haunted, it has to be disclosed under purchase, right? It doesn't necessarily, in yeah. And well, in Texas, apparently, huh. well, at least I think so. They may have just told her to be nice. That doesn't but seem like a real law. <laughs> they if you just, think it's haunted, maybe. It, you have to disclose if somebody was murdered there, if somebody died there. Yeah, well, she was told that... But haunted. This was my my theater slash English teacher. Yeah. She was told well, that this place... Theater teachers tend to be a little dramatic. Bitch, I went but there. I, I'm just going to say, let me get... She said that this... this She was told that this was haunted. She doesn't really believe in a lot of it. Uh-huh. But like... Um, now that she's there, she's like, there's definitely things that are weird. Mm. And like, whoever lived there was possibly psychotic mm. because there's like a bunch of mannequins. Mannequins in a trailer, oh, yeah. mannequins and things. I do think there was some kind of like old man doing things to younger people or situation. Younger mannequins. I, or I don't know is, well, the only other time that like, I mean, like, let's be real. wasn't that what like Dahmer did too. He had like this mannequin thing. I I don't know. Um, But like literally all the mannequins are there. I know because like, she was like, oh, I mean, they're all still there. Cause like it, when you buy a house out there, it comes with tons of land. And like, if you don't need to do anything you just kind of leave it. Hmm. Um, But like, I remember going and getting like pieces of mannequins from there to use for like projects for theater and stuff. And um, basically it was great as a theater teacher. Cause like, if we needed a prop, chances are it existed in this like weird collection of things. So she just like kept all that stuff. Yeah. So in, it was like, it was a mannequin graveyard in the backyard. Yeah, Cause it wasn't really near their house. It definitely was like off the, like, if you drove up to their house, you would have no idea. Like you would have to be like, hmm. I forgot, or to, driven to I forgot place. to frame this in the context of you live in the country. I live in the country. Where everybody has acreage. Yeah. Um, and like, the, it was just so creepy. It wasn't weird so much at our house. Some weird thing, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, did happen while I was there and like a few other things because we were using her. She had a, it was, a, we had to take a photo of someone jumping on a trampoline for the UIL thing I was in, you know, art. Yeah. Oh, the- theatrical design. Thank you. Um, always went to state. Um, you felt one of the mannequins grab your ankle. No, it was like something weird that like, it was either a noise or like, or something one of the mannequins cried the, a single drop of ceiling. blood. No, it was no near, nowhere near the mannequin graveyard, but like something in the ceiling, oh. like whatever. But like the minute you walked oh, over so like an animal, like a raccoon or a, Squirrel. No, it was, I, I can't explain it. But like when you did walk over to like the graveyard thing, like where I grew up is a very windy, windy place. Mm. Like it's just on the top of a plateau. It's yeah, flat. The flatlands. It's just, it's so windy almost all the time. There it was still and it was creepy. I'm getting chills like thinking about it. <laughs> like creepy. <laughs> Uh, but would I move into a haunted house? Maybe. I don't know. 
I, it depends on the ghost for me. That one, no. This one was some kind of like criminal bad juju person, bad energy. But like, you know, if it was just like sweet old Sarah who died because she was old and happy and hung around and like you'd smell like cookies every now and then, I'd be fine with that. What ghost makes you smell cookies? I don't know. People can die and be a ghost and not be bad. I don't know. If I... I can't even entertain the idea of if I lived in a house that I thought was haunted because I wouldn't think a house is haunted. But if I did, I guess I would want to move. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Any spooky feelings I just attribute to me being afraid of the dark. Oh, are you afraid of the dark? I mean, kind of. Oh, wild. I mean, I kind in of... In a sense that I feel safe in the dark if I'm under the covers, but not so much if I... Oh, not. I mean, I don't I don't even think I think about that. Because, like, I don't like... I, there is something spooky about being out in the dark in the middle of the country, mostly because of animals. Yeah, I think but... it's... A, I mean, I think it's a... I think it's an evolutionary trait. Mm-hmm. A heightened sense of awareness in the dark. Mm-hmm. That, you know or a heightened sense of alertness in the dark. Mm-hmm. It's how we stayed alive. And my particular set of genes just haven't gotten rid of that yet. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I'm, it's kind of like how, you know, stress and anxiety used to be so helpful for keeping us alive and now they just ruin our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch, I'm a ghost. Bitch, I I haunted. would be a ghost. Haunted. Um <laughs> I would be a ghost. Oh. 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 I got an email. I got an email. Maybe this is the way we write. Oh, no, that's the New, New York, York Times. Times. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you can find me on Instagram at Homo's Modern Life. And you can follow me at Andy from Boy Story. And I just posted a thirst trap. He did post a thirst trap. He posts lots of thirst traps these days. So, you know, I'm going to use him for his body because why not? Yay. Yay. Sleep tight. I always say that. It's not night for them. Well, maybe. Could be. This has been a Homo's Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Don't be a liar. I'm a what?